About a week, not today, but about a week ago, I sold my soul. But it didn't work out, and so I sold my soul to the devil. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I mean, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my end. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. Should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? <laughs> and this earth and in, uh, and then in a world we can't see. People say that making a deal with the devil is the unforgivable sin, but here is the evidence of why it is not. The Lord God says, behold, all souls are mine. Now either that Bible verse is true, or it's not. Either the Lord God really does own all of the souls in the world, or he doesn't. And personally I want to say, let God be true and every man a liar. Now perhaps something dark has happened, and perhaps the devil himself has deceived that person into thinking that he has more power than he does. But the truth is this, it is impossible to sell your soul, because the soul does not belong to you in the first place, it belongs to the Lord God. You cannot sell a house that you do not own. So what is the unforgivable sin? Well, some people say it's repetitive sin, like the man or the woman who habitually watches unclean things on the internet. Is that the unforgivable sin? Personally, I don't think it is, but that doesn't mean it can't lead to it. And in a moment's time, I want to tell you a very embarrassing story about myself, at how I nearly committed the sin that has no forgiveness. And I want to warn you not to make the same mistake as me. Some people People say the unforgivable sin is to speak a disrespectful word against the Holy Spirit. Just like it's a grievous sin when people say OMG, when people say Jesus Christ and they're using it in the wrong way, they're using Christ's name as a way to express disgust or shock, they use it as a curse word. Just like it's a serious sin to drag the name of the Lord through the dirt and to laugh at it, to mock it. Just like it's a serious sin to not realise that he has the name above all names and when we put the name of the Lord on our lips. There should be a reverence, there should be a fear, there should perhaps even be a great joy that this is the God of the universe who has a salvation plan for sinners. Just like the Bible says that God will not hold any man, any woman guiltless who takes his name in vain. We should see that as a serious sin, but I do believe that there is forgiveness to be found for any man or woman who cries out for mercy if they have blasphemed the name of the Lord. Okay, before I tell you what I personally believe the unforgiveness sin is. First, I want to remind you this. If you are living in habitual sin, I have a brutal warning for you at the end of this video. But first, I need to weave it all together. You need to understand the context of this warning. You need to understand what the unforgivable sin is. One day, a large crowd had gathered around the Lord Jesus Christ, and the people brought a man before him, a man who was blind. He could not see, he could not speak, and he was possessed by a demon. So what did the the Lord Jesus Christ do with that man? He cast the demon out of him, he opened those blind eyes, and he made those lips to speak. The crowd was amazed. They could not believe what they had just seen, and they started to say amongst themselves, could this be the son of David? In other words, could this be our Messiah that we've been waiting for? Could this be the saviour of the world? But when the Pharisees heard this, they became irritated, they became angry, and they said, no, 
No, there's no way that this man is doing this in his own strength, in his own power. No, it is by the power of Beelzebub, the leader of the demons. That's how he's able to cast out demons. Now, this is very, very important. But what you need to know about these Pharisees is they weren't just your average unbeliever on the street that might say, oh, God isn't real, there isn't enough evidence. No, these were sophisticated Bible scholars. These were the men who daily studied the scriptures for hours and hours, and they had done this for years and years. They knew the word of God inside out and they should be able to recognize the work of God better than anyone else. But for some reason or another, they decided to reject the witness of the Holy Spirit. They decided to reject the work of God and had the audacity to say that what Jesus Christ was doing was done under the power of the devil. And at that point, Christ Jesus gave them perhaps one of the most severe warnings in all of scripture. Therefore, I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the Spirit will not be forgiven man. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. So let's take all of that into our minds, and then I think we can say this. The unforgivable sin, the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, is a willful, stubborn, intentional rejection of Christ and the Gospel. Even when the Holy Spirit has given you overwhelming evidence and clarity of who Jesus Christ is, and you have a full knowledge of his power, you still choose to reject him, and you reject him stubbornly. Yes, the Pharisees could see that the man was healed. Yes, they could see that he had been delivered from a demon. Yes, they could see that Jesus was changing lives. And to have all of that light, to have all of that revelation, but to still say that the work came from the devil, that, my friends, is unforgivable. But hey, guys, if I was to make it even more simple, if I was to sum up the unforgivable sin in just two words, I'd say it's this, ongoing apostasy. This is not a sin you can commit accidentally. This is not something you do unconsciously. No, this is a day-by-day -day stubbornness, a continuous refusal to obey the gospel and to put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Countless times in the scriptures we read of men and women who refuse to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says they would not believe. But there is a very scary verse in John chapter 12, verse 39, and it says, they could not believe. So in other words, for so long they have said, I reject Jesus Christ, that there comes a point where they could not believe anymore. A classic example of this is Pharaoh. You remember Pharaoh. He had the people of Israel in his captivity, and Moses kept approaching him saying, let my people go. The Lord says, let my people go. But Pharaoh refused to obey the voice of the Lord. In fact, it says that Pharaoh hardened his heart. And then what does the Bible say? Because Pharaoh continued to harden his heart, the Lord also hardened Pharaoh's heart. So there comes a time where God sort of says, okay, I respect your decision. I affirm your decision. I strengthen your decision. If you do not want me, I hand you over into complete darkness where you do not have to have anything to do with me. The Bible says, my spirit will not strive with man forever. And if you are going to keep on saying day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, no, 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 no. I do not want Jesus Christ. I do not want to come to him. I will not put my trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I reject you. Can I say this? God will not propose to you forever. There will come a point where he will say, enough is enough. 
I'm not going to force you into my kingdom. If you don't want me, then I affirm your decision and I will leave you into the darkness in a place where there is no light. And when that happens, you cross an invisible line and the terrifying reality is you don't even realize you've crossed it. There comes a point where you have no desire for the Bible. You have no desire to hear the gospel. You have no desire for God and not even a 400 pound gorilla could break your hard heart because you've crossed that invisible line and now God has given you over to your sin and said enough is enough. Look, if what I've just said terrifies you, I want you now to take a deep breath because you've not committed the unforgivable sin. If you had, like the Pharisees, you'd be apathetic. You simply would not care, is all that would be in your heart is a rejection to the Lord Jesus Christ and you would not care about this sin. The fact that it bothers you is very strong evidence that you have not yet committed the unpardonable sin. But friends, if there is still unbelief in your heart, if you have still not put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to say this, be very careful because there is a day when mercy is cut off. There is a day when God finally says, okay, you've rejected me long enough. I'm not going to push the door any longer. I don't know how many more second chances you've got left. I don't know how many times you can reject him, how many no's you have left. I don't know when your last opportunity to hear the gospel is. I don't know if this video right now is the final chance you have to repent and put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But I do know one thing and it's this. If today you can see the Son of God hanging on that cross, standing there condemned in your place for your sin, bleeding there, dying there so that you might be forgiven, I plead with you today, don't look the other way. Today, if you can hear the stone being rolled away, you can hear the voice of the people saying, he is risen, Jesus Christ has conquered the grave, he's done the impossible, and he gives eternal life to all who will receive him. If today you can hear that, do not close your ears to that sound. If today you can feel the Lord Jesus Christ knocking on the door of your heart, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and die with him and he with me. If today you can see Christ Jesus standing there, his hair is wet with dew, the night has been long, he's patiently knocked on your heart for so long, but today he says, let me in. If today you can see him standing there, I plead with you, do not shut the door in his face. Oh my dear friends, how many more times do these videos have to appear in your recommendations? How many more times do you have to hear me urging you to come to the Lord Jesus Christ? When will you finally say, today is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. I must put my trust in him because tomorrow might be too late. If right now you can feel the Spirit of God urging you, I plead with you, turn to him now. Pause the video. Everything else can wait. Stop the video and cry out to him. And the God who hears all things will answer your prayer and save you. Okay, here's my message to the man or woman who's living in habitual sin. You need to hear this. When I was 24 years old, I'm embarrassed to admit to it, but I was living in habitual sin. For such a long time, I was daily 
bathing myself in sin. And it wasn't just one sin, it was many different sins. I'd gone further than being backslidden. I got to the point where I cherish my sin, where I fantasised on it, and I started to think, this way of being a Christian is nonsense. This way of being a Christian, it's not for me. I want to enjoy my sin. I want to live in my sin. I want to have a really good time. Whilst I'm young, I want to enjoy all the pleasures of this life. And it got so close that I nearly became an apostate. But I want to say that God had mercy on me. God in his grace drew me out of that and he showed me the foolishness of that mindset and showed me just how wonderful he really is and how weak and pathetic that life is. And friends, why do I tell you that story? I tell it you because if you are playing with habitual sin, I want to say play any game but do not play that game. Because there are men and women who I know personally and you probably know personally who got too close to the edge that they fell off and they never came back. Now some of you will say they were never saved in the first place. I don't know about that. These are deep things that a simple street preacher like me, I can't answer. But I do know one thing. If today you know that you're getting too close to this sin, I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you to turn from it. Because the Bible says, let none of us be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. And sin can harden your heart over a very slow period of time to the point where you just don't desire the things of God. But there is one more thing I want to say to you and it's this. Do you remember that verse we read before? What did Jesus say before one of the most severe warnings in the Bible? He said something very comforting. This is what he said. Every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven. But it's true, isn't it? God has a big eraser and any man or woman who will humbly turn back to God and cry out for forgiveness of sins, he'll forgive them all. There's always hope, there's always restoration to be found to any person who is willing to come back to God. And that's the key message. Are you willing to come back to God? But I get it, it's hard. It is so hard to fight against sin every single day. And I've been there and every day I fight against it. And it feels so wearisome sometimes and you feel so alone in this battle. Well, I wanna tell you something. I'm quite excited to say this, but I've actually written my first book and it's gonna be published at the end of 2022. And it's all about purity. So watch this space because I'm hoping that that will help many people with this battle. But right now, if you need something right now, please watch this video about how Christians should deal with their repetitive sin because I think it might just help you. And if you haven't yet subscribed, please do consider subscribing. I really want the opportunity to be able to serve you again and to preach the word of God. It's such a privilege. So please let me be able to do that again. God bless you all and thank you for watching.